0: Welcome to the Whole Church Podcast, your favorite church unity podcast, probably. If you want to hear from pastors, professors, and everything in between, right? Sure. And you know the occasional train talk, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, have we got the podcast for you? Welcome to the Whole Church Podcast. This is your host Joshua and your co-host Magichead. Sorry, I can type your username.
1: Tj. Right.
0: Yeah. So, uh, we start off the same way. We always start off by trying to convince you guys to comment on our iTunes and. Let us know what's going on because we want to hear from you guys. Any feedback, especially, honestly, I, I prefer negative feedback. Rate us high, then give, you know, sandwich it. But I, I need to know stuff that we can do better.
1: Yeah, give us give us five stars and then tell us we suck.
0: <laughs> give us five stars. Be like, yeah, it was great, except you could fix this, and then I can try and fix the this because that's that's my ultimate goal is to fix everything possible until this is the perfect podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we have a really positive comment on iTunes from our last week's guest, Becky Walker. I assume that's who it is. It says Becky Walker-Miler.
1: Yeah, that sounds like Becky Walker.
0: Yeah, sounds like that to me too.
1: Sounds like she's going to Becky walk a mile in someone's shoes.
0: Yeah. She titled her comment, cool hanging out. This is on iTunes. It said, "Uh, I love the natural and awesome way this podcast flowed. It was so inspiring to be with you guys. You are doing an amazing job. Thankful for your passion for this podcast and trains blessed to talk about the importance of women in ministry. Uh, and then when we were with her, she mentioned that it. What, what was it? She said it sounds like this secular podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: like yeah. it was like her. She said her daughter or somebody listens to a podcast that has nothing to do with church or anything. She's like it sounded really professional, like that. <laughs> Which I guess is a good thing. We want this to be accessible to everyone in and outside the church, so we can witness to the whole world. Bring what's it? Preach the gospel to everyone in the world. What's what is the Great Commission? Well, How does that go? I don't know. Something about bringing the gospel to the whole world. I'm bad at memorizing verses, but really good at knowing what they say.
1: Hmm, that sounds like one of those has to be a lie.
0: No, was like word for word I'm bad at, but usually I'm be like, oh yeah, Ephesians 5 is the one that talks about unity in the church and husbands and wives. I'm good at that. I'm just not good at word for word memorization. Anyway, so that was Becky Walker's comment. We would love to hear more comments from you guys, and also more, not, would you say more importantly?
1: than commenting on the iTunes? Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, because sharing it allows more people to see it. As long as I'm the only one sharing on my social media, only the people I know will see the podcast. So, yeah, really he'd... appreciate if you guys would share so more people could see it. So, uh, maybe we can get this thing kicked off and get more people on board for church unity and hopefully see better unity in the church, because that's sort of the goal. Sort of. O- only kind of.
1: Yeah, Yeah. The real goal is to become wildly wealthy.
0: <laughs> uh, for anyone who doesn't know, no one who does anything at the church is wildly wealthy unless you have like a mega church. And even that is questionable. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so did you want to tell them about the Patreon?
1: Uh, Please support us on Patreon. We've made some changes. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Different tiers now.
1: Yeah, you've made a lot of changes that you didn't tell me about. So why don't you tell them about those?
0: <laughs> yeah, so there's four different tiers now. You could be a one dollar member, which you would just get our reflections and the joy of supporting us. Three dollar members get everything, which is um the daily devotionals, the reflections episodes, the too long didn't listen series where our guests summarize their podcast in ten seconds or less. Um there's something else, right? Am I missing a thing?
1: Uh devotions? Did you say? Yeah,
0: I said devotions. Oh, and you get the podcast a day early. Hmm. And um yeah.
1: Then the next tier is $5. Then
0: uh, I forgot what the name of it was. Oh, no. Well, $3 is full access. $1 is membership. I think this, I think the $5 was like Members Plus or something. And then the $10 was Members Plus Plus. $5 you get all the same things as $3 you get, but also personal letters from me and DJ. And then $10 you get the same thing as $5, but the satisfaction of knowing you supported us twice as much.
1: The best tier.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You get to just have a lot of satisfaction. It's great.
1: It's like paying for Hulu but not getting Hulu. <laughs>
0: not really, anything. Um, yeah. Is that it? Is there anything else? Did you want to tell them about the sweep? Is it called Sweet sticks? Would you call them Sweet sticks?
1: Uh, give it like away. a raffle. Raffle, one of those things.
0: Do you want to tell them about that?
1: Uh, well, technically, the deadline for that is the day this releases. So, support us by today.
0: I thought we were going to extend it to whenever Tim Coulter podcast comes out. Are we? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Yeah, because that's a big name. People listen to that. Yeah. What is that? First Tuesday in June? Question right. mark?
1: So very soon.
0: Yeah, pretty much the same date. It's just giving them more time to actually be able to hear about it.
1: Mm hmm. All right. So.
0: Yeah, so June? with that said, we'll. Something. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's to get a Kindle Fire 7 with Francis Chan's Letters of the Church on it you guys want to support us on Patreon. Um, the only deal with that is we do have it set on Patreon where it has to be the $3 or more to be entered in for that raffle. Yeah. Yeah, the $1 just get the joy of supporting us. So. Um, yeah, with that said, we're going to call back an old guest of the show, Wayne Parker. Wayne is a good friend and an associate pastor. Today's just going to kind of be like a review episode, kind of rehash everything we talked about, see what we've learned so far. and well, maybe what we can do with it and get Wayne to on it. Cause, you know, um, although it was the second episode of the podcast. It was the first one recorded. It's kind of cool to have him back for that since we've recorded 12 episodes now. Wayne's back. Maybe we'll yeah. do it every 12. Every three months we'll get Wayne.
1: Yeah, good idea.
0: I, I don't know if he will. He I hope he does. does. He's awesome. All right, let's call Wayne.
1: Yeah, it's time to get the story so far.
0: Hello? Wayne hey. Parker this is uh Joshua Nolan uh, TJ at the whole church podcast
2: hello hello everybody hey, hey.
0: Uh, welcome to the show again
2: it's well, a pleasure to be them, back
0: Yeah, hey, tell them how you were technically the first guest even though you were the second episode recorded with <laughs> that episode first so
2: oh good times good times
0: oh yeah also I don't know if anybody knew this but uh TJ, he wasn't a co-host for the first few episodes, but he was there for the episode of Pastor Gary, so he was sort of there for the first episode. Yeah,
1: I've been here the whole time. <laughs> he just wasn't speaking. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: But I wasn't there for your episode, Wayne. Well, when I was consider yourself special. blessed. Yeah, I do. That was it was great. I was blessed. Well, I consider myself blessed now that I get to talk to him.
0: Oh, okay. Well, Wayne, uh, we started with a new segment we'd like to start with. Do we just have like an icebreaker question? Okay. So this one, it's sort of like a take on, you know, the college essays where it's like, if you could go to any time and place, where would you go? It's sort of that. But instead of you, it's if you could send Morgan Freeman to any time and place, where would it be and why? And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take it first if it makes it easy on you. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm curious what uh Tiberius wants us to do.
1: Me too. Hmm. <laughs> we'll see what I say.
0: Yeah, I'm waiting on it.
1: No, you go first. Oh, me? Yeah. Me first? Yeah.
0: Man, any time and place, I want to say that I would send him to the Crusades, because A, that's my, one of my favorite times just in history, just in general, and B, I feel like his power of speech enables him to be more powerful if he's placed in a dominant or predominant area. Given that it was Israel, it's not as racy in that time area, so he could probably do more there than most places in history. Also, I just kinda of think it'd be fun to see Morgan Freeman in the Crusades. It's mostly all. <laughs> I want to see that movie. That's really what it is. I'm thinking a movie with Morgan Freeman and the yeah. Crusades would be great.
2: Wow. Wow.
1: If you send him back though, he can't make a movie about the Crusades. You get that no, right? that,
0: that that's true. Maybe not. Maybe I don't lose do that. I'll send him to any time and place, I'll send him to the time and place that Kingdom of Kingdom Heaven Kingdom of Heaven was recorded. Hmm. Yeah, so it'll be uh instead now that movie's features uh Orlando Bloom, um, Liam Neeson and Morgan Freeman. Makes the movie a lot better. Which right. also is one of my favorite movies already. I just think I'd like it more with Morgan Freeman.
1: Alright. Yeah. I wow. think I would uh I think I'd send Morgan Freeman to my funeral. Oh god, I didn't even think about the future. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So Morgan Freeman gets to speak at my funeral. Has to speak at my funeral. Does the liturgy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Tiberius One was. <laughs> He'd probably say
1: TJ. Yep, yeah, he would never hear Tiberius One. He would. No, he wouldn't. i don't. stop. All right,
0: All right uh, Wayne. Any time and place that you could send Morgan Freeman.
2: I would send him to the time of the plague.
0: Oh no! <laughs> oh God! Poor Morgan Freeman.
2: Why? Because I would like to. Ju- honestly, I would just like to stand next to him and just listen to him narrate the everyday activities of the plague. I don't know. Listen listen, for all you out there listening, I'm I'm a little dead inside and a little twisted from time to time, so excuse me in advance. And that that that's my only that's my only reasoning that I could actually let's just send him to the plague. I wanna see what he has to say about it. Oh
0: man. You know, I feel like it would have been better if we would have just said if you could listen to Morgan Freeman narrate anything mm-hmm. in history <laughs> man, One of my one of my favorite Morgan Freeman clips is there's a YouTube series called True Facts and mm. it does mostly true facts about animals and it's just a funny biology series and then one of them only one they decided to do a human they picked Morgan yeah. Freeman and it's just them saying really ridiculous things about Morgan Freeman really true things about Morgan. including yeah. the fact that penguins didn't exist until Morgan Freeman made that movie yeah it was great
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man <laughs> alright so uh, with that being said we've recorded 12 episodes before this
1: Wow. In between yep. yours yeah. and this one. Yeah.
0: Well, not I mean, 12 total before this one, including this. Oh. Yeah. This is episode 13. Mm. Yeah. So, we're really excited to have you back. That's 30 months of the whole church podcast. We want to see if we learned anything that we think can make a significant difference in what we can actually do with it, so we're not just learning things and not doing anything. We want to see action behind it and how to do that.
1: Mm. Yeah, so, we thought we'd call you, see what you think about these things, because... Seems like enough action.
0: Yeah, best option. And
2: if
0: Nothing else. Yeah,
1: you could tell us some food recipes. Yeah, you can host <laughs> some the
2: first food whole church dinner. Yeah, yeah, you you can host the first whole church dinner. <laughs> you know, my, first of all, let me just say this before before any further. You know, in my cooking excursions, I have a tendency to take one to, to uh, excuse me to take one ingredient and just see what I can do with all of it. And for the past month, I have been on puff pastry. Ooh.
1: Puff, I saw that. Yeah, we got saw- asparagus
2: on puff pastry. Yeah, I was so intrigued by that. What were you doing in that? Honestly, I I thought to myself, you know, it would be nice just to create a little boat for them out of puff pastry and <laughs> take them. But the thing about it is, is nice. that you know prior prior to actually putting them in the puff pastry, I had them soaking in a in a um butter garlic, uh Italian seasoning soaked. And so so they went into the puff pastry already seasoned and then I just I brushed the edges with egg wash and mm. that bad boy puffed up real good and so let me you, tell you what it, it was I almost I almost got saved again
1: oh so did you like cut it into squares and eat it or yes just pick yes. up the whole thing okay that makes sense um
0: do you think I could make a gravy boat out of the
2: puff pastry uh, Absolutely. Wallace um, that's all. Um, I tell you what, if you can make it beforehand and pour the gravy inside, that would probably work better.
0: <laughs> Noted. Noted. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. I I'll just go ahead and uh, get to the punch, I guess. All right. So we've we've talked to, obviously, you know what we talked about in your podcast. So I'll get to mm-hmm. that we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. I had a, actually had a good follow-up question on that podcast. I was listening to it the other day. Okay. Right, we're going to have him back. Let's ask him. But uh, before we get to that, I just want to talk about, I had three, three big things I think we've learned about how to be more united as believers mm-hmm. and also three major themes I've noticed in the podcast so far. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just want to talk about those. So um, for the things we've learned, I think I've learned that uh, the very first episode, we keep bringing that back, where Pastor Gary mentioned the closer we get to Jesus, the closer we all get to one another. Mm-hmm. So the more united we should be. Yeah. I thought that was just a really good lesson. The only question I had with that I've been thinking about is um, the Bible also says to be at peace or to be united with everyone, those around us, not just those who believe in Jesus. So how does that that apply in that kind of situation? Is it just two different topics?
2: Well, I'll be honest with you. You know, again, we have to go back and we have to look at the example of Jesus. You know, Jesus ministered to people from all walks of life, and he ministered to the farmers, to the roots. Uh, to the, to the ones who were considered the, um, the ones from the wrong side of the railroad tracks. And, and I'll be honest with you, you know, yes, first of all, he never compromised his message. But before he even went into his message, it's almost as if you could see where he had attempted to find some sort of common ground with them. Because, uh, the Bible also says, how can two walk together unless they agree? Okay. So, I'll be honest. So I'll be honest with you, you know, no matter no matter where you are in life, you have to find common ground with somebody. Otherwise on it would be almost impossible to to really speak with them. Now, I'll I'll be honest with you, I have a lot of friends and um and, and a good portion of them are not Christians. Uh, He's popular. Yeah, oh, I, no, no. I understand. Yeah.
0: yeah. you have a lot of friends. Yeah, <laughs> uh, great. I, I do too. All two of mine are great.
2: Hey, listen, one. all you need, all you need is one good one. Anything after that's a blessing. So I'll say I'm blessed, I guess. Not. <laughs> but, you know, a, a good chunk of them are, are not, are not Christians. And, and if I could, if I could even take it a step further, you know, um, especially in the South here, a lot of them, even though people are not Christians, you know, they, they have knowledge that God exists, you know, it's just, but these friends aren't, aren't, you know, they, they're not even in that area. I have I have a Muslim friend, I have a Buddhist friend. I even have a friend of mine that has dabbled in Wicca from time to time.
0: But my thing is this,
2: yeah. But my thing is this: instead of pushing them to the side, the fact of the matter is that that is a living soul, and that somewhere on the inside they do bear the image of God, and and it would please the Lord to have that image reconciled and and elevated, if you would, to a place where that would be pleasing unto Him, ultimately leading to their salvation. So my thing is this, you know, granted, now now, let, let's take that idea and flip it on the other side. You know, now we also understand that, you know, how can two walk together except they agree? Find common ground, but at the same time, there's nothing wrong with laying boundaries in your friendship as well as in your conversation. You know, there are some things that we will not talk about simply because we know ahead of time that that's a bomb waiting to go off. And honestly, I value your friendship more than I do being right or being wrong about something. And, and truth be told, you know, there, I have had the privilege of leading a few of them to Christ, and, and it didn't come from me beating them over the head with, you know that's wrong, you know you're going to hell. But instead, it came from from a life of honestly just love, loving them, literally loving them as Christ would love them. So, common so, ground.
0: How does that apply to, you know, you hear a lot in churches, especially if you, you know you're a kid and you have friends who aren't saved, or if you're dating someone who's not saved, it's the whole... Can't be unequally yoked. Is uh does that not apply anymore? Or are we just kinda like no nah, I could be like you're an adult, so you can be as unequally yoked as you want? Or, or are they just using that verse wrong?
2: Well, i will be honest with you, when it comes to being unequally yoked, I, I think that we need to, to work that out to its fullest potential. I'll be honest with you, man, there there are some Christians that are just that if suppose they do get married, that doesn't necessarily mean they're equally yoked. Mm. And so I'll be honest with you, you know I believe that we we as the church I believe we have abused that verse, and I believe that you know we've we've used that as a cop out for so many especially parents <laughs> whenever whenever their children are considering dating someone or ha- or are dating someone that they don't find uh, acceptable. So uh, so yeah they'll use that sort of like as a as a last ditch effort. Well the Bible says you're not supposed to be unequal yoked. Well mm-hmm. my thing is. You know, when it comes to being unequally yoked, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, there – like I said, there are some Christians that are that are more mature in the Lord than are others. But at the same time, you know, you have to realize that when it comes to being yoked and being unequally yoked, that at the end of the day, you have to be able to walk hand-in-hand hand with each other, not pushing one or pulling the other. But, but here's the thing. If you're pushing one and pulling the other, yes, you're going in the same direction. Your goal is ultimately to be able to walk hand-in-hand hand with them.
0: So can can you do that with non believers?
2: Can you do that with non believers? Yeah. You know, that's a really good question. I can tell you this <laughs> I, I can tell you this from personal experience. Yeah. If if my toes are pointing west and my face is facing is my face is facing east, how in the world can we go in both directions at once?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like you're really flexible to begin
2: with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, you know uh you know fat back fat back can do that to you uh, so we
0: don't, uh, so we don't think the unequal yoked thing applies to just simple friendships with believer and non though it's, it's a little deeper
2: i i don't I, I don't think so i think I think whenever it comes to when it comes to that verse being unequal yoked, I really feel like that was referring to the context of marriage and relationship,
0: interesting, I would like to ask you more about that. At some point, but okay, maybe not chase that rabbit hole today. <laughs> we got a lot of that's just point one. I <laughs> mean, I like getting a Wayne's take on everything. This is just fun. So uh, another thing we've we've learned we learned it from the episode called Youth Talk. I don't remember the number episode, but it was uh, we recorded with Pastor Ryan Green. I think you know him, Ryan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but uh, he was talking, and one of the cool I think he was one, episode one, seven. Okay,
1: I want to say seven.
0: Uh, hope, not episode possibly. But uh, one thing we learned during that I thought was just really interesting. He talked about branding, which wasn't something, you know, I really, one of my go-to thoughts with church unity, but he was like, you know, how much cooler would it be if instead when we went to, you know, a charity thing, instead of seeing a bunch of people with their church's logo on their shirt, if a bunch of churches went together and none of them had their church's logo. And when people asked, you know, where are you from? And everyone, and you're like, oh, I'm from this church, they're from that church, you know, we're all just part of the church, all from different churches just doing God's work. And it was like, man, I never even thought of it. Mm-hmm. We almost brand each other against each other. I mean, oh, probably not right. on purpose, but Yeah. Or do you think do you think it's on purpose? I don't think it's on purpose.
2: Hmm. Are you asking me? <laughs> both of you. <laughs> okay, uh, you go well, first.
1: I don't think it's I don't think that self branding is as much as we want recognition as it is we want to be uh well maybe we hmm
0: like it looks I'm, almost like you know how like McDonald's and Burger King brand themselves so that it's like, oh go to ours instead of them.
1: Well, is that what they brand for? That's what they advertise for. But I don't think the branding itself is asking for recognition. So the outside of the fact the that they're the yellow. Yeah. Well if you're going out wearing your church shirts I don't necessarily see a problem with that. I just it's an easy way to make sure everyone as a group is identifiable. Now, if you're going to an event with multiple churches, then that get that's kind of different,
2: I think. Huh.
0: Wayne, what's your take?
2: Well, I think that at the end of the day, we I think we subconsciously brand each other. I mean, because let's face it, in in most social situations, You know, we have a tendency to gravitate towards those whom we feel like we have most in common.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Now, but I will tell you this. But then, that—that's where the spiritual maturity part is supposed to, uh, excuse me, is supposed to show itself, and you're supposed to realize that, you know, at the end of the day, my branding only means so much. I'm not saying it means nothing because it does mean something, but honestly. In a perfect situation like that, we would have to ask ourselves, okay, brands aside, what is our goal that we're pushing towards? So at this point, it's not a matter of branding. It's a matter of goal. What is our end goal, and how can we do this together? And, you know, I've noticed that whenever whenever you put an end goal in front of a group of diverse people, sometimes those labels have a tendency to fade. Mm.
0: That's all we, we've talked about before on the uh, the testimonies talk. Me and my brother were actually talking about it. How a lot of times we think some of the division in church is more because people in church don't aren't really doing anything. You know, they're just kind of going mm-hmm. to church and sitting around. And when you don't have anything to do, that human nature finds something to argue about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe if we went yeah. out and did God's work more, we'd argue less.
2: <laughs> oh, have mercy. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know about that because, you know, the majority of the arguments that took place in the New Testament, I I just I personally I don't think they were just sitting around twiddling their thumbs, you know, doing nothing. I think that I think they were working. So if you think about it, the majority of their arguments popped up as probably in relation to the mode of work that they were doing. Well, that is different uh, kinds of arguments. Yeah,
1: that's an example of uh, what I call Socratic discourse. I think the proper term is Socratic oh, disagreement. Man, you yeah. get
0: the best word of this cast. That's not fair. And
1: uh, that's really a system of building up uh, a, not an opponent, but a. Uh, not necessarily friend either, but. We'll say opponent. An opponent's. Like, argument. It's a way to mm-hmm. help them strengthen what they think. And uh, usually done between friends, but. I interpret that kind mm-hmm. of deal? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, I'm going to challenge what you say until. What you say is rock solid or till you decide it's wrong.
0: That's actually why one of my closest friends is actually an agnostic. It's because originally, you know, I was far right conservative Christian and just didn't want to hear anybody about, you know, drinking or tattoos or anything, and he was far left liberal and just hated the idea of Christians. He was actually like attacked the idea of God. And now I think I've got to a point where I can see other perspectives, still very Christian, obviously. Doing a podcast about it and uh Hmm. he's not even atheist anymore he's more agnostic and he's like you know i'm not really sure i've seen a lot from you and a lot of evidence and i think we've both grown a lot from challenging each other and that's why you know yeah around i like being challenged it's great
1: everyone does it socrates just named it
2: oh socrates i think (laughs) honestly kind of didn't didn't he also get the soccer ball did he I mean, Socrates. I figured soccer, Socrates.
1: <laughs> probably, yeah. That's solid. I want to have right there. the
0: cheesy branded Socrates. Yes. Socrates. Yeah, I'm sure there's a tea that's called that. Oh,
1: yeah. oh okay. I want to
0: have it somewhere.
1: That's probably definitely a thing. Yeah, it might just be like a tea house in. <laughs> yeah,
0: and then more recently, I think that's episode 11. We were with Dr. Beck and Dr. Link, two of my old professors. We talked about uh, tribalism. And that was something that was really interesting. He's, he talked about how a lot of he's a Baptist preacher, and he talked about a lot of people who go to Baptist churches are Baptists because my parents are Baptists, or Baptists because they've always been Baptists, and don't actually even know what the Baptist church stands for or what all happened to get them where they are. And I realized, you know, we definitely see some of that in our church too. There's a lot of people I feel like mm-hmm. have no idea what the statement of faith is for church God of Prophecy or Church of God, and are just kind of like, yeah, I do this because that's what we do, that's what my family does, and it's like that's not that's not Christianity. That's almost, uh, idol worship of a tribe or idol worship of just what you've always done.
2: Tribal I, thought worship. Was, I thought that was
0: really you, an, an interesting perspective because I can see
2: that. You know, I, I'll tell you this, and, um, and I'm not throwing anybody under the bus for who may be watching, but you know, there, there are groups of individuals, especially, I guess you could say in the church of God. I don't know. They may be all over the place. But, you know, whenever whenever they're, you know, they're mingling amongst other believers, you know, they won't ask, you know, what denomination are you a part of. They'll ask, what camp are you a part of?
1: Hmm. Uh,
2: camp Agape. And Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Camp Agape. <laughs> That's where
0: we're, I think good all three time. of us met each other. Yeah.
2: Camp Agape, man, those were good times, good times.
0: Mm. <laughs> anyway...
2: Ugh. I, I can still, every now and then when I think about Camp Agape, I can close my eyes and, and if I and if I sniff hard enough, I can catch the whiff of chicken.
1: Mm. God, yeah, We've been yeah. not the good whiff of chicken like either for those years. of you who don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. We've talked about Camp Agape on the podcast before too with uh, yeah. Mandy McLaughlin. She's the... Camp and Chris Galloway. Right
1: yeah. And Ryan Green. Yeah. <laughs> and Ryan Green. We talk about it a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we like camp. But... uh you know, it probably has its problems, too. There's some stuff that I maybe don't 100% agree with.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Huh. We're all pretty united once we're there.
2: <laughs> so different uh, camps.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're talking about different camps and tribalism.
2: <laughs> yeah, different camps, different tribes. But my thing is that their camps also, they also refer to not just like Baptist Pentecostal or Church of God or whatever. But, you know, they will they will even go as far as, you know, when it, when they, excuse me whenever they're referring to camp. You know, are you of the um? Are you of the uh the Calvinist camp? Are you of the Armenian camp? You know, and so I'm thinking to myself, you know, and, and again, you know, I understand that those those arguments have their place, and you know, they have their points, and honestly, I think both sides are beneficial to the body, but you know, right away, whenever whenever you go into a situation and you're automatically asking, you know, what camp are you a part of? You have an ulterior motive. And you, and, and in my opinion, you know, there's, I don't, I really don't think fellowship and advancing the kingdom of God is in, is anywhere in your vocabulary. I think you're just, I oh Lord, I feel like, you know, uh, speaking of Socrates, I believe that if I'm not careful, I could go into an ad hominem, which is the last thing I want to mm. do. That is, you know, might be your
1: that. word? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. What? Socr, I, I looked it up. Socrates Tea House is a thing <clears throat> in Detroit. I want
0: to go.
1: Yeah, let's go to Detroit. I'm down <laughs> honestly, I have a friend from Michigan, and he said it's great
2: so so, um, but yeah, getting back to my point, you know i I don't want to to go into an ad hominem, which is basically an insult in the on the individual's character or individual's mm-hmm. character, but you know at some point or another, we really have to wake up and realize that you know the idea of camps and the idea of of persuasions and the idea of theological teachings they have their place, but as far as in the in the general population of of church mingling mm-hmm. and then and in fellowship, at the end of the day, I have I have the kingdom of God to advance here. Hmm. And and as far as I'm concerned, what camp you're a part of plays very little into it. Mm-hmm. So tribes, camps, it's very honestly, I'm looking
1: way.
2: Yes, I, I honestly. Some of my favorite services were, were community services where where a group of churches from all I mean all kinds of backgrounds. You know, they would come together at Sorry. Christmas or at Thanksgiving and, and they would worship together. And and the thing about it is is that, that if you find the parishioners of the Baptist Church and the Presbyterian Church, the Episcopal Church, the Pentecostal Church, and any other church that I miss, honestly, if you ever watch them intermingling with one another they're not concerned with, with whether you, you are a Calvinist or whether you're an Armenian. They're, they're honestly not concerned. And I have seen more friendships birthed out of those kind of services when it comes to people from different tribes and, and different camps. I have seen more friendships birthed out of that than I believe I have anything else.
0: So maybe one of the most practical things we could do is encourage our leadership to have more of those services.
2: <clears throat> I'm down. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> me too. So that sounds like fun. I think it'd be a, just. I like meeting new people anyway. Or we we were actually talking about on the way here how I just like the idea of meeting people from like almost like they're from other worlds. Like you know, I remember mm-hmm. when as a kid I watched Lord of the Rings a lot, and then when I found out that's just New Zealand, I was like, man, yeah, I'd love to meet someone from New Zealand. They could tell me all about like what it, New Zealand's actually like, or mm-hmm. you know, all the other places on the mm-hmm. earth. It's like honestly, there's like there's so many other worlds, but they're all on mm-hmm. Earth. And it's, man, we just get to know more people. We could learn so much. People don't realize
1: how diverse Earth is when they've only lived within the same 100-mile radius for their whole life. Well,
0: and the the more I think about it, and I'm a nerd, so I think about it more from, like, a movie perspective. I'm like, man, all these movies that are, like, filmed from other worlds, most of them are just filmed on Earth in different places.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just cool. I'll be honest with you. I don't think people realize how diverse their own state can be. Right.
0: Right, yeah. Oh, I did the AT with my brother, or for like, not the whole AT, obviously, we did like 15 miles or something, but we, uh, just being out there and meeting, we met like a bunch of people from France and Germany, and just, just crazy people who've been hiking the whole thing, and it's, it was like a different world, and that's, what, like two hours from us, two and a half hours maybe. Yeah.
1: Barely, yeah.
0: Wow. Same thing.
1: And you can go just in, you know, kind of the lower state, and not see a house for miles, just fields. Yeah, it's and in, and and
2: oh, fields. now we're talking.
0: <laughs> so, uh, talking about diversity and just everybody from other churches getting along, I did, I wanted to read some of my favorite Bible Unity Bible verses. Our Bible Unity Bible John. verses. Bible Unity Bible verses. Church Unity Bible verses. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I meant. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. So, 1 John chapter 4. I'll was, I was start in verse 7. I'm probably going to skip around a little bit just to get to the, the key points. It says uh, beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone knows who loves is born of God, and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. And he goes on and he says, Uh, In this is love that we not love the God, but that He loved us. And you know, you keep going and I think verse seventeen it says, By this love is perfected with us, so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. And skipping ahead a little bit further. He says, There's no fear in love. but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves punishment. And the one who fears is not perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. That verse right there is actually, uh, my fiance got a little thing to go on the wall for whenever we get a house together coming like the next year. And that's just a beautiful verse. We love because he first loved us. And it says, uh, If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For the For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen Cannot love God whom he has not seen, and this commandment we have from him, that the one who loves God should love his brother also. If you say you love God, you have to have church unity. It's basically what it's saying, right? Mm-hmm. So that's 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 our aim. Honestly, I feel like First John four is kind of like the heart of our mission here. And that's as long as we reflect on things, I always want to go back to the Bible when we reflect on what we're doing and why we're doing it. And that just really encourages me that it's so clear in the Bible that. To be a Christian, you should be pursuing unity. Mm -hmm.
1: It's not very... Mm -hmm. No one ever broadcasts the unity part of being a Christian. At least not in your your regular Sunday service.
0: And it's crazy, because I don't think that's usually what the world thinks of when they think of church. Which the Bible says it should be. Like, you should be known from your love from one another. and We don't see it, but I think we can see it. Jesus prayed for it, and thus I think it's a possibility.
2: I would agree with that. I would totally, totally, totally agree with that. You know, we're, we're doing, um, uh, excuse me, we're doing a series on stewardship, uh, at my church, and I am, I have the privilege of teaching that. And I made the statement not too long ago, <clears throat> and I actually brought faith and works into it out of James, you know, where, where he said, you know, it, it's, you know, how, how basically, how can you say to your brother who was hungry, be filled in the name of Jesus? and not give them anything to eat so at the end of the day man you know and and like i told the people in the series and at the end of the day we have to ask ourselves after we have prayed our prayers and after we have had faith that the lord will do i said before we you know benedict our prayer or even conclude our prayer i said we need to ask the lord now lord am i the answer to this person's prayer is there something I can do to influence the answer to this prayer? So I don't know where I was going with that because I got tied up in that. But, <laughs> um, but as far as, as far as love is concerned, and as far as, as far as unity is concerned, at the end of the day, we can be, we can be wishful thinkers of unity, but we honestly have to ask ourselves, what can I do? Uh, and what, we had to do you, I, go ahead what do you think we can do <laughs> well I can I can tell you I, I can only tell you what I'm doing alright I'm being intentional I, I am hmm. being intentional about putting myself in the company of others who do not think the way I do and uh, the takeaway
0: for this podcast is hashtag be like Wayne or what would
2: Wayne do no uh, no 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 W Let, let's, <laughs> let's try to be like Jesus Let's try to be like Jesus on this one. But, you know, but, but again, you know, you ask me, you know, what, what, what do I think we can do? I can only tell you what I do. I, I can't tell you what I think we should do. Uh, but like I said, I, I'm intentional about putting myself in the company of people who don't think like me. I try my best to be intentional with, with putting myself in the company of people who don't have the same theological persuasion that I do. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, a persuasion is a persuasion. At the end of the day, an argument is just an argument, but the person that issued the argument is still a person, and that person still needs to be loved. That person still needs to know that they have brothers and sisters in Christ who have their back regardless of what they believe as far as the faith is concerned because, again… You know, uh, my pastor, I love him to death, and he, he said something that I found to be true. You know, at the end of the day, people, they may not remember what you said to them, but they will always remember how you made them feel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's that's powerful. Man. I mean, I feel like you could almost do an altar call after that.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's tough to say, Every head bowed, every eye closed.
0: <laughs> Man, but before we do our altar call, do uh, you, you think you could do a speed round with me? So we had three themes we've gone through that I've noticed throughout the podcast. So I'm just gonna read each one out and get your take on them very quickly. If you could do it in like a sentence per theme, okay. Oh man, this is challenge round time. All right. So, uh, one one theme that we've been doing recently and it's gonna continue next week. We recorded a podcast with uh Marie Proctor and Dolores Matthews. Is uh women pastors, yay or nay? Wayne Parker, what's your take? Yay. Perfect. Nice. Okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Wait, um, speaking in tongues has come up a few times um, about whether or not it's done orderly in the church or not, and how it should be done. And I, I don't think we've had anyone deny its existence yet, which is interesting. But mm-hmm. we have talked, you know, a lot about the order of it and whether it's done properly. What's your take on that one?
2: I think that we as Pentecostals need to step back, and we need to. Really, really put on our magnifying glasses and examine the Corinthian epistle. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. uh, specifically, I guess you're on chapters 14 through 16, which we've talked about before. I think everyone should take the time to read that.
2: With 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 chapter 13, because 13. you know you you can't skip those two. The, the Chapter 13, the love chapter, bridges those together, and that's uh, honestly, Josh, that would be an amazing podcast for another day. <laughs>
0: I'm thinking 12 through Good 14, idea. not 14 through 16. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm thinking 12 through 14, because yeah. 12 talks about opens up all of the gifts of the Spirit. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, um, institutional church is a thing that's come up a couple of times, uh, mainly because once we had a guest of PD, his solution <laughs> to church unity was to just destroy the entire institution. And of course, we, we made jokes about that before, and other people talked about how we could do the institution better? What is Wayne Parker's take on institutional church? Tear it down? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm just kidding. But what is what is your take about the institution?
2: They have their benefits. They also have their cons. It all depends on which side of the tracks you're looking at it.
0: Yep. Safe answer, yeah. Very well said. Wayne doesn't want to tell us. Wait, he wants said. to tell
1: the tear down the church.
0: Yeah, he's trying to safely say I can't say it, but I would tear it down too, PD.
2: <laughs> Hmm. Oh. Okay then okay then let me make my answer more pointed then. Oh quick. when it comes to the institutional church I think is honestly at the end of the day it is a question of relevance. Hmm.
0: Man, that's something
2: to think on. honestly it is a question of relevance. The institution was born out of relevance. The question are where are we today as far as far as relevance is concerned and its use.
0: I think that's something we could just let people think on. That's excellent. Yeah, that's good. That's. And I have a. It's fun. I have a lot of books on this particular topic, just from both sides. Um, I think the the one that takes both sides of it, like shows both sides of the argument really well, is uh letter to church for Francis Chan, which is part of our giveaway. And that's part of why it's part of our giveaway. You just really nice. real about the condition of the church. It's a good book. Uh, okay. Not so we went through book, those themes pretty quickly, which is impressive. Um, my question about the last time you were on the podcast. You were saying mm-hmm. narcissism is what got in our way, church unity. Um Gets my d- yeah. But uh follow-up question, which you sort of I think already kinda of touched on was doesn't it still start with me, like how to solve it? And as soon as I think that way, aren't I being narcissistic again? How do I how do I get around that problem? Like there seems to be a paradox here.
2: Okay. Well my thing is, you know, when it comes to narcissism, narcissism is is self-serving. You know, what can I do to have this benefit me? Okay. When it comes to church unity, instead of saying, what can it do to benefit me? <clears throat> you turn it around and say, what can I do to benefit them?
0: So it, you still can focus on self, but as long as it's for the purpose of the whole?
2: Absolutely. Sort of like I mean, awesome. because because that, because at the end of the day, it, without the single individual, you have no ecclesia.
0: He has so many good words. Excellent. God, That's powerful. So you kind of already touched on the application, what we can do. You said you can't tell us what we can do. You said what you have been doing is just being intentional about making those friendships and kind of bridging the gap with your relationships. Absolutely. If more people did that, prophesy about what would happen. Tell us exactly what the future is. No, but what more people <laughs> did that? What, what would it look like? What What do you think our churches would look more like? Would it change? Anything?
2: I think I would tell you this. Um, I think if we were to actually focus on doing that more, then we would spend less time fighting inward, and we would actually spend more time addressing the the political and cultural landscape of today.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Because right. I'll be honest with you, you know I understand that that the unbelieving world is going to be the unbelieving world. But if you think about it, the purpose of the body of Christ is to be the the physical manifestation of what Jesus Christ was to the people of the earth. And the reason that there have been a lot of these political issues that have escalated to the point they have is because the church has been too busy arguing inwardly instead of being the authoritative voice in the land that they used to be so if <clears throat> so if we were to be more intentional about bridging out and reaching out to our brethren and, and our sister who are not of our own camp or even tribe and we and we would honestly begin to find our common ground and our own commonality i promise you we would honestly be exactly what christ called the church to be again it goes back to you know we can we can pray for these political issues all day long we can pray for these cultural issues all day long but at some point or another we have to get up from praying and we literally have to start attempting to be the answer with the honestly with the help of christ
0: man Man, i really feel like you could have ended that one and if we do that we will see america america be great again vote wayne parker 2020
2: not hardly. That's the headache done. I do not want.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think you can I, steal that slogan anyway. That's
1: yeah, but I still vote
0: for. Oh man, that's that's good though. That's powerful, and I guess it does come back to the church wants its influence. The church has to kind of fix itself. So, I mean, that's the stereotypical superhero or you know, um, epic story is the hero or the you know the protagonist always. Comes to a point where he's battling so much with himself that it's like, is he really being effective as a hero anymore? And I think the church has hit that point where, are we still being effective in the world?
2: Well, and and, and here's and here's the thing. I, I'm glad you brought that up because, and again, I pardon, pardon the deviation, but suppose suppose we do keep keep the comparison between the hero, the X and and the church today. You know, you you two seem to be scholars. Let me ask you a question: <laughs> What is the number? What is the number one trait that caused the failure of every hero in every epic? <clears throat> Hubris. Yeah. Hubris or pride, arrogance. Yeah. And it's funny because you know. You know, for, for, for these, for the people who wrote the epics, you know, that had no concept of, of what we would consider God, you know, even in their stories, they showed the error of humanity. And, and so, honestly, if, if we think about it, we put the epic aside for a moment and we flip over into the Holy Scriptures, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit goes before a fall. Right. So, honestly, you know, it, let me speak to the church for a moment. <laughs> Swallow your pride. We have big we have bigger fish to fry.
0: Man. So it seems like we've come to a impasse impasse, is that the right word? What's the word?
1: I don't know what you're trying to say.
0: Is impasse? Impasse might be the word. But it's um so we're either at the point where the church has to choose to swallow its pride and get back to being actually influential in the world again, or accept the fact mm-hmm. that without unity our relevance is just gonna kinda die out.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: There we have it. That was a lot more powerful than I expected this to be. And that's that's not even true. I knew I was like, Man, as soon as we get Wayne, I'm gonna be like, Yeah, it's a review episode, but then it's gonna turn into like a I'm gonna have to go build an altar in my office real quick kinda of thing. So oh, I can so I can stop so and pray. <laughs> oh man. It it's it's great having you, Wayne. And uh the last thing we do is what we call our God moment of the week. And it's just something that um you know, whether it's something God challenged you or blessed you with, or something you've learned from the Bible, or you know anything God-related, your God moment of the week, yeah. So um, we like to go first because a lot of times TJs is just this podcast, this big cup, and that. And a lot of times mine's stuff like I saw a pointy building.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, are you gonna go first? Do you want me to go first? Or you yeah, want me to go first? You should go first.
0: I'll go first. I uh. So we recorded with Marie and Dolores, which is next week's episode. We already recorded that. And I realized that we recorded an episode for them. And I was talking about how a lot of times young men don't have a lot of opportunities in the church and that kind of stuff. And I realized, as much as I do think a lot of that's true, I haven't actually had a a huge impact from that. Just because I'm blessed to be at a great church where my pastor has given me chances to speak and all kinds of stuff. And and, and, I was thinking about how my dad today, he helped. He helped out with some some of uh, my financial situation. He's given us a gift card for groceries, all kind of just great stuff. And, you know, the more I think about it, I'm um, reflecting back on our website. Because for the longest time, I thought it was doing awful. And I was like, man, how come it's so bad? And I keep trying to, you know, make it better and better. And then I got challenged once on something I said for the website. And I had to take it down. And I was showing numbers and trying to explain to people why I word things sometimes the way I do. is because it translates in different languages and all this stuff. And... It was at that point that I actually, it's the first time I really reflected on the numbers for the site, which I, I won't say because I don't really care about the numbers, but it was a, as much as I thought I wasn't impacting or doing anything, it was just, I'm of the mindset that things can always be better, and sometimes I look so much on how things can be better that I forget that God's blessed me so much now. So it's like the two part. One, thanks to God for blessing me so much, and also it's a challenge to, even though I need, to keep finding ways to make things better, also to step back every now and then and just appreciate what I have. So,
1: All right, that's yeah. awesome. Thank you,
0: left yeah. out.
1: So, uh, right, so uh, I'm going to say my God moment my also has to do with finances. It's, uh, it was just, you know, God always provides in odd ways sometimes. And to record Marine Dolores' podcast, yeah. you know, we had to go to Batesburg, which yeah. is not close, really. <laughs> closer than we've gone sure, but not close and uh, it, I think at this point it was 13, 12 days since our last paycheck so <laughs> it was not a lot of money like none Yeah, and uh, it was just for the past couple months I've had like $7 in my Venmo account <laughs> just cause I can't really use that money for anything Apparently Joshua can. so <laughs> We
0: were able to get gas for these $7 you had for like... Yeah.
1: Months. So the $7 I've been ha- keeping in my Venmo account because I can't really do anything with it allowed us to get back home.
0: Which was crazy because we did kind of wow. go out in faith. We were like, yeah, we just go there. Somehow we'll end up with food and gas. Yeah, And then we did.
1: So Marie and Dolores had pizza and I had $7 <laughs> that, that you forgot <laughs> I couldn't use. But he could... God provides in odd ways sometimes. What's
0: that, uh, Jehovah Jireh the Lord provides? Is that? I know Wayne can can correct
2: me. The Lord that provides.
0: Yeah. I figured Wayne could could, uh, correct me if I was wrong. I thought that was it. It's a good name.
2: Jehovah Jireh. All
0: right, Wayne. Take us home. What's your God moment of the
2: week? Uh, About Sunday morning, which was yesterday? (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Um. Well, previously that Saturday, I was honestly having trouble sleeping, so I stayed up to the wee hours of Sunday morning, and it was about 2 o'clock, and I was sitting outside on my patio with a cup of coffee and my Bible open, and um, I've been in the Gospel of John for the past six months, you know, just, I I can't explain it, it's like once I get through with it, I I have to start back over again, I I feel like I'm in there for something, and and I was sitting there, and i've had I've had maybe a few moments like this in my life, but this one was absolutely without a doubt real, as I was reading the scripture, it became clear to me i mean, I can't explain it it just became absolutely clear to me at some point or another you know i, I was I wasn't doing a good Pentecostal prayer, you know where I was hacking up along and trying my best to preach the walls down or anything. you know. <laughs> While while I was in the scriptures, I stopped for a moment. And I I needed the Lord to help me understand something. And I was praying, and I was honestly afraid to open my eyes because it was one of those rare moments when I knew that I was in the presence of the Lord. Wow, very literal God moment, and very literal God moment. I was honestly, I, I knew, you know, Grant. I, I know by faith that I'm not alone. But at two o'clock in the morning, it became very clear. I was not alone. And I wasn't just in the presence of anybody. I was, I was literally in the presence of the Lord and I was fearful, not in the, oh my goodness, I'm going to die kind of way, but reverent. I I was honestly afraid to open my eyes because I had no idea what I was getting ready to see.
1: That's a lot more eventful than my (laughs) Sunday at 2 a.m. Yeah. I
0: mean, I. God bless me with sleep. Not me.
2: That is a blessing,
0: <laughs> <laughs> man. That's that's powerful stuff. That's but we've cool. uh, we've actually decided for you that uh, every every three months we're just going to do this again.
1: <laughs> yeah. Thanks for agreeing. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Th- thanks in advance. Well, <laughs> man, Wayne, it's always great to have you on. We really really appreciate your time.
2: It is a pleasure and an honor to be on this podcast. Thank you guys so much.
0: Oh, no
1: problem. We love if, you, man. If you want to come on sooner, then, uh. Yeah,
0: you just let us know. August, we'll watch you on anytime. <laughs>
1: September. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking you forward too, to it.
0: All right, man. Hey, God bless.
1: Blessings. Take care, guys. You too.
0: All right. And, uh, finally, you, uh, walk them through what they need to do to support us and help us on everything?
1: Uh, sure. Please, if you're listening and you haven't yet, uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and, uh, yeah, Facebook,
0: yeah. Instagram. Um, and if you do follow us on that and you want to comment just on there, we'll, we read those too.
1: Yeah, we can yeah. read feedback from any yeah, platform. We just
0: love feedback. If you go to my window and shout it at me, if I hear it, I'll probably quote you.
1: Yeah, we'll write it down real quick.
0: I, I'll definitely quote you. Be like, ah, someone went to my window and said that. <laughs> well, I think it'd be hilarious.
1: Send, uh, please leave a comment on iTunes, Google Play.
0: Yeah, all, all that do stuff. It. Um, and then, of course, the Patreon. We still have that giveaway until the Tim Culture episode, which, first Tuesday in June, whatever date that might be. Y'all do that, and you get a chance to win a Fire 7 with Frank's chance. Letters to the church. Also, just get the joy of uh, supporting us. There's a lot that, uh, we, we need a new mic, we need a new notebook.
1: Yeah. I've heard it makes people feel great when they give us money.
0: Yeah. Also, software to record better would be good. Uh, but there's just a lot of stuff that goes into this that, uh, it's hard to do when you work a, a job at a fast food place. But uh, y'all support means the world to us. We, we love everyone who does support us and everyone who doesn't. We just love everyone who follows us. Thank mm-hmm. you guys.
1: Please, if you have a God moment of the
0: week, uh, email it to us. We'll read it on podcast. Yeah, it's uh, church at gmail.com. Not the whole church podcast, but just church at gmail.com.
2: Right.
1: And uh, future guests. Who, who are some future guests? Next week's
0: the recording we already did with uh, Marie Proctor and Matt. Dolores Matthews. Yeah, Matthew Dolores. <laughs> but they uh, they have their own podcast, The Pastors of a Dying Church, and we're going to be on that next week as well. So that's fantastic. It just started this week. The first episode will air on Wednesday. Really excited about them and what all they're doing. Um, we're also going to have the pastor of Team Church, Kenny Hibbert, will be on in the next month. And of course, Tim Coulter Tim is Coulter. coming up. That's the first episode that's going to come out in June And he's yeah. the general presbyter For the Church of yeah. God of Prophecy in North America So we've got uh, Phil Smith Yeah, yeah Phil, Smith Phil Smith And Dr. Baker yeah, And uh, Dr. Brother Baker At the end of the summer, Brother Donald Baker. Whitney So excited about that, he's a great author One of my favorites, and of course At the end of
1: season one, and Francis Chan
0: yeah, He just doesn't know it yet I right, thank you guys for listening Goodbye